<clears throat> An error occurred in Twitter. Are you seeing that? Don't worry okay? about it. Okay. It happens all the time. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? It is December eighth, twenty twenty one. It is the list and your boy number two thirty five. Brought to you by our friend Destiny. FOMO, twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. Probably the last time you'll see this wonderful frame up here uh, for a while, unless she she chucks down some more of that money. But you know what? I was she just in- going to say, yeah. She in- she invested in us, so uh, I want to thank her for that. Uh, she's become a great friend, great person. Follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. She's into gaming. She's into wrestling, all kinds of good stuff. And, and beyond that, just a good person, as I've learned. So we've been... Uh, very happy to do business with her. I'm hoping to drag her onto a prediction stream one of these days if she'll ever pay some more attention to pro wrestling. But <laughs> we got the list in your boy, Jimmy. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Can you believe we're like less than three weeks from Christmas? Crazy. Yeah. yeah less it's less than wild. a month from a new year. Give me your Christmas gifts on the way, unless it's got there yet. I wonder what it's going to be this year. So I, I, well, I've got, I got the LGN poster still. I got that. Yeah, that was good. I got you Jordans. I'm not getting you anything that extravagant again. Yeah, I got Jordans. What would I get for them on eBay? Uh, I don't know. I'm selling a PlayStation <laughs> 4 on eBay right now. Are you? Yeah, not because I've got the 5, and oh, right wow. now PlayStation 4s used are going for like new price. What? So, yeah, because nobody can get the PS5, and I got lucky. I, I abused my fame, Jimmy. Uh-huh. I hit up, I, I put on Twitter earlier this year, hey, who wants to sell me? a PlayStation 5 at retail price, and somebody did. So I got very lucky, and I haven't touched my PS4 since then, so I'm selling it. Uh, do PS1s go for anything? I got a PS1. Doubt it. Doubt it, Jimmy. <laughs> I doubt it. I have the original Xbox. Oh, boy. Oh, As you no. can tell, Sean, with children, video gaming stops. I don't even play games that much anymore. I just like the, that I have it if I need it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, I guess we'll start with the old FIFA magazine plug. I forgot to bring in yeah. the physical copy of uh, of the current issue. Uh, Dan, ha- or not Dan Housen, uh, Darby Allen. We're going to talk about Dan Housen in a second. Darby Allen is on the current cover of the November, December issue that you see right there. Like I said, I got the physical copy and I forgot it. If anybody does want to know, so is this an actual physical magazine? Here's the, the previous issue with CM Punk on the cover, if I can get it out of the light. There you go. So, yes, it is a physical, actual magazine. You can get it in, in digital or print. We are wrapping up the next issue, the January-February issue, and Dan Housen is on the cover of the oh, next incredible. issue. Oh, incredible. Yes. Uh, I, I put uh, some of the final touches on it last night, actually. Awesome. Yep. Dan Housen's going to be on the cover. He had a hell of a 2021. He's got an awesome yeah. story. Sean knows that I am really big on hustle. Uh, and work ethic, and that's why I always put over Denise Salcedo for deserving everything she gets. Dan Housen is the same, and and I have a lot of respect for everything that he's been able to accomplish, and Matt Cardona is the same, and I have a lot of respect for Matt Cardona, who's also going to be featured in the January-February edition uh, of FIFA Magazine. So it's going to be out in three weeks, and uh, and it's good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in it. We have a, a story about the style of a deathmatch wrestling uh, like I said, we got the feature on Cardona. We got a feature on on Piper Niven, Dewdrop, Min- Minoru Suzuki as well. Lily did one there. Minoru Suzuki, yep. So uh, lots of good stuff in the next issue of Fightful Magazine. So FightfulMag.com. You can get it in print or a digital. And I'm going to have a surprise for Fightful Select subscribers that I'll probably talk about uh, in the next couple of weeks related very, to Fightful Magazine. Very excited for that. Of course, guys, if you're here, Leave a thumbs up on this video. I cannot stress to you how important that is for YouTube's algorithm, or at least what very little I know about YouTube's algorithm. Uh, Subscribe. That stuff helps. In fact, I'm going to turn subscriber-only mode on right now for our chat. But you can also get your question or statement right on the air, and there's a couple different ways to do that. The way that we prefer is if you go to humperchats.com or humperchat.com, plural, singular, doesn't matter. We got them both. 
Uh, if you've got a PayPal, you can leave your question or statement there. And the benefit of Humper Chats, there's a couple. Uh, Fightful gets to keep a, a bigger cut, give raises to our staff, all that good stuff. But also, you can leave them before or after shows. So if it's like 10 a.m. before a show and you say, oh, I want to ask Sean and Jimmy this. I want to ask Joe and Jeremy this. Don't know why you'd do that. But you head over to HumperChats.com. You'll leave it there. We see it. We ask your question. Uh, and you can also donate on YouTube uh, via Super Chats. And uh, there is already a few of them. Uh, Dante says, for the Twitter Defense Fund, shout out to Denise for ruining wrestling journalism. We, we've exhausted that, but thank you very much. And Denise is is wonderful, and I I, I love her, but I don't really want to expand or, or reignite Oh, I'm going to say that. one thing. I'm going to say Aww. one thing. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, jealousy is a hell of a thing. Oh, Jimmy. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Jimmy. God Jealousy is a hell of a thing, Camille. Deal with that bullshit you for know? hours. Vin, Van Twinblade says WWE would be better pay, planting Von Wagner in a field and hoping he sprouts because he's so damn green. You know I what? Think Zion, least, I think Zion Quinn's really green too. At least, uh, at least he's back in NXT because when he was on uh, the main roster television, I thought, uh oh. Yeah, it was, it was going to be bad. It was yes. going to be bad. Yeah. And Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says the reason May Segura is only valeting Emmy and not wrestling herself. Glad to see Joshi's back, but the, the booking feels lacking uh, with hodgepodge eight person matches. Well, you're going to have a lot of those road to styles, style matches with the women anyway uh, as they go through this TBS tournament. I don't know why May isn't wrestling, but I will ask. I'm actually going to make a note of that right now. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, we've got. Uh, KE775 saying, are WWE, people in WWE concerned about the perception of losing Adam Cole and Brian Danielson to AEW with Kyle O'Reilly, KO, and Gargano to follow? Let's jump into that, Jimmy. Let's okay. jump into the, the big topic right now. Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, given their farewells. I, I just want to say this. I thought WWE did it well. Now, do I have to agree with it being Grayson Waller? No. But I thought it was very, very classy of them legitimately not knowing what Johnny Gargano or Kyle are going to do at this point by the looks of it, giving them send-offs, having little things like Tommaso Ciampa saying, this is your night, Johnny, uh, allowing the the emotional farewell on screen, off screen, and then they do the right thing. And you have Von Wagner and Grayson Waller take them out. Like that, if there's one time-honored tradition that I think should be pretty well respected within wrestling, it's if you're leaving, you put over the next person. Right. And Johnny Gargano all year long has been putting over the next person, Jimmy. I'm not just talking about, about Grayson Waller. I'm talking about Austin Theory. I'm talking about Indy Hartwell. I'm talking about the way. Like He has spent this entire year knowing that his contract was going to be up, getting an entire like crew of people ready for next. And I, I, I find that I have a great amount of respect for that and for how WWE handled it, honestly. I, I agree on the farewell, and Gargano especially deserved it. And to me, it's definitely indicative of what Shawn Michaels has been saying in interviews as far as Hunter is still the guy in charge of NXT. This is according to Shawn Michaels. Hunter is still the guy in charge of NXT. Vincent Bruce gave them a little bit of direction in terms of general, you know, an overview. But he said Hunter is still the guy. Yeah. Guaranteed, if Vincent Mann was in charge of NXT, Johnny Gargano is not getting a farewell like that. Because I don't think that Vince Man has the same appreciation because he hasn't been in the trenches with them the way that uh, that Triple H has. We, we saw so. it a little bit. Sorry to cut you off. We saw it a little bit with Moxley Ambrose with the Shield final chapter, but that was a little bit different because it was preceded by a couple months of really bad booking when they knew that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, and I I also feel like you know I don't think Vince went of his way to to say hey go out there and have fun and Roman mm -hmm. you know if anything he probably did it for Roman if we're being honest and so I don't look at it the same Gargano is one of these guys I look at and and, and Gargano did so much for NXT and and deserves a ton of credit but NXT did a lot for Gargano as well because I don't think this man ever would have given him a chance uh, yeah. and so he had the NXT brand in order to kind of hone his craft and, and, and to make a name for himself. I feel the same way about Ciampa. I don't think Ciampa would have had a chance in, in, on the main roster either. Uh, I also don't think Kyle O'Reilly would have had a shot on the main roster. Oh, buddy, so let me tell you about an interesting conversation I had with somebody on select. They were like, well, it's BS if, if Kyle goes out beating up Von Wagner. And I was like, why? And he goes, 
nobody could possibly believe Kyle O'Reilly would beat up Von Wagner. And I was like, Von Wagner, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is a lot closer to Francis Ngannou than Von Wagner is. Kyle O'Reilly's been training MMA for a decade. Like, right. I don't care if he's six feet tall and 200 pounds. Football player, person who trained MMA for a decade. There are levels to this. Um, I think that this generation of wrestlers, including some of them that you mentioned, I'm so thankful that they were there because for a lot of people, they see how athletes move now and they perform and they all, all that they're more likely to look like Anderson Silva than, than Brock Lesnar, to be quite honest with you. That's, that's the way, just the way most athletes are built. Some of them like Brock Lesnar are such rare, special exceptions. And when I, I think of Daniel Bryan, Ryan Danielson, he was the first one to me that really kind of forced Vince McMahon to change his perception. And I know Shawn Michaels came even before him mm -hmm. uh, in terms of a smaller guy. But for me, Ryan Danielson was the one that really changed the perception. I thought he forced the change. The crowd hijacked the show and yeah. forced the change. And uh, and and for for sure that the style has definitely changed. Brian is a guy I love to watch because he uses a style of offense that would work no matter the size of the opponent. That's what I love about Brian Danielson. You know the running drop kick in the corner? Yeah, I love it. It's I a good love move. It. That's one of my favorite moves that he does, and and the submission holds. He does stuff that would work on a bigger guy. That's why I I love uh, Brian Danielson, and I can get into Brian Danielson. And modern wrestling it has changed. And I've been I've talked before on the show, guys like Orange Cassidy, hard for me to get into the the character, you know, sometimes with, with a guy like Orange Cassidy. But in terms of the physicality, uh, to me, it's not hard at all to to suspend disbelief and watch a guy like Brian Danielson versus a guy like Brock Lesnar because of his skill set. I think because I've watched MMA for so long and I've seen the way that athletes are built and how they look and how they move. And I've also seen countless smaller, more athletic guys beat the crap out of bigger dudes in a lot of those freak show fights. Sure. Like it's not as much of, of a leap for me, but people keep asking me uh, about the, the situations where everybody's going to sign the people I were talking to in WWE this past week thought best case scenario, best case scenario for them was Kyle leaves, Kevin stays and Johnny takes time off. They said that was their internal best case scenario. Right. Uh, the likeliest scenario, I think they lose two out of three. I think that Johnny and Kyle leave. I think Kevin might stay. Like I, I feel like I'm closer to understanding a guy like Kevin Owens' motivations because he has made his motivations abundantly clear for like five years. It's his family. He's taking care of his family. He loves his family. And I respect that. But now Johnny's motivations may soon parallel those, Jimmy. Like... Having a kid changes your life. Oh, does it ever? Well, let, let me ask you this question. Do you think if Kevin Owens' contract was not running out in the next month, would he be in the main event of day one? No, I do think that they they know that he has some buzz in relation to that. Yep. He, should he be? Yes, he should be regardless because he's an amazing talent. But I think that they know and, and his... Um, his attitude reflects that he's playing that off very well, whether it's a shoot or not. Right. Okay. And, and I know that like KO, there's been some subtle stuff here and there on occasion, you know, he's made like subtle references or whatever here and there, a guy like Brian Danielson and even punk, but more so Brian Danielson kind of made it clear. I chose AEW. I love WWE, but I chose AEW because they put wrestling first and because, you know, they are a wrestling company and because, 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 you just kind of indicated, you know, KO said he's all about his family. Do you think there's also part of Kevin Owens that's like, yeah, but I, I still love this business and I, I would love the opportunity to work with all these different guys and they're less about entertainment, they're more about wrestling? Or do you think that his mentality is family first, family first, family first? Which one again? KO versus uh, Brian. K KO. Oh, well, that's a tough one too, because we know how much Brian loves his, his family and all that stuff. But my point, exactly. Exactly. We're talking Brian, about Brian could resign. He could have resigned. Also, like the Bellas have an incredible, like they've got so many more revenue streams as well. Like that's got to play a role too. I always say I can't understand the motivations of, of millionaires, and understanding the motivations of a Daniel Bryan is so much different as well. Uh, we've got a lot of people asking about this. JD Starlord says thoughts on Corey Graves trending in the U.S. on Twitter over accusations of misogyny on commentary. Um, CM says seems like Corey Graves needs some help keeping his foot out of his mouth once again. 
And Ted Gruber says, not sure this was addressed, but Corey Graves caused his own Twitter issues, or is he taking it out of proportion? Well, buddy, what did he say I missed it. So I am hardly one to be talking about people putting their foot in their mouths or causing their own Twitter issues. But uh, Alyssa Marino, who did some work for WWE, had uh, posted a tweet. And I think that Alyssa is supremely talented. I think that in, in my limited experiences with her, she, she's been really wonderful. But um, she said, when an announced team can't focus on a match and put focus in quotations and is constantly commentating or commenting on the physical appearance of competitors, especially when it's women in the ring, it's time to find professional broadcasters who can tell the story without being distracted by the athletes. I don't often share my takes on things, but I work hard to prepare myself as a broadcaster. I've studied how great commentary teams can elevate matches, but it's really grating to hear announcers get lost in how attractive they think competitors are in the midst of a match. Corey replied and said, well, then I suggest you find a different field in sports entertainment. If you can't differentiate a TV character and an actual journalist, I then I don't trust anything you have to say. Good luck. Now, he uh, expanded on this, and uh, I, I feel like I should add that for context as well without really driving this into the ground. But I do think that that, that is important to apply. But he says... Responding to criticism about how I speak on TV about a character portrayed by my actual fiance trumps any of your woke bullshit, but you do you. You're welcome for the virtue signal or the virtue signal boost. Uh so I understand the 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 I understand court. both sides. Yeah, I understand so both sides. Like it shouldn't overwhelm the match. There are performers in there, there are athletes in there. It, it relates to a lot of the things that I was arguing about ad nauseum on Twitter this weekend. Wrestling isn't like anything else. Wrestling media isn't like anything else. Wrestling characters aren't like anything else. You can try to compare it to acting and baseball and all this other bullshit that you want, but Mickey James, when she is on screen, she plays Mickey James. Mm -hmm. And if she goes and she punches somebody in the face and then she goes to the supermarket later, she's still Mickey James. Agreed. Like, it is so wild. Agreed. Corey Graves is playing a character. So you could draw parallels to acting. I, I But I agree with Alyssa. I don't think it needs to overwhelm the broadcast. And I don't think it needs to happen every damn time. I think that's part of WWE's beat us over the head with it thing. Like, oh, he thinks she's hot. Let's remind every week. Mm. And... To me, I thought like Taz saying let the pigeons loose once a week was a, a much better way to not beat you over the head with it, but reference it. I agree with Alyssa. I see her point. And um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it does not need to overwhelm the broadcast to the point to where that's all it's talked about. So I, th I think that Graves could have handled his response better. Sure. Couldn't we all? And and yeah, this is a big thing with Corey Graves too. And, and, you know, we used to talk on this podcast when he would get in trouble sometimes, you know, for things he says on social media. And we would talk about how he had seemingly gotten too big for his britches. Like he, you know, he, he got some notoriety as a, as a, as a WWE commentator. And all of a sudden he felt like he had the right kind of be an asshole the way that he responded to people. He should handle things a little bit better. I will say this as a viewer watching, uh, watching television, I don't find it overwhelming as personally as a viewer and the other thing that i actually like about it is i find wwe doesn't do enough to cater to the smart fan even though most who watch the show are a smart fan most who watch sure. the show know what's going on wwe doesn't do enough to cater to them and so whenever you see something like edge referencing the mjf promo I liked it because they don't do enough of it it's like they insult the intelligence of their fan their fan knows Everybody knows Corey Graves is engaged to Carmella. Mm -hmm. And because it's Mr. Man, he's not going to let them say it on TV. And that's okay. But as a viewer, I find it funny when Corey puts over Carmella knowing that they're engaged. So, so I kind of find it funny. I, I can understand if somebody else thinks it's overwhelming and okay, yeah, you're 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 yeah. downplaying the athleticism because you're looking at the the aesthetic. As a viewer, I find it funny because again, I wish they did more to not insult the intelligence of the viewer. So as a fan, I don't have a big issue with it. Hannah says they weren't even talking about Corey either. It was about indie wrestling commentators and he hopped in and made it about him. There you go. And that's what he dog does. will bark. Yep. Yes. And, and 
it, it was it was very easy to misconstrue that as meaning him. Right. Right. It, right. it was it was one of those things where, well, he, he caught a stray, but he jumped in front of that stray bullet. It was going to whiz right past him. But he jumped <laughs> in front of it. Uh, yeah. Something I'm far too familiar with. Uh, Eric says SRS needs an eight figure paycheck. I agree. Um, Continue I'm, on from Eric. Continue on from Eric. I'm trying to buy a house in Lexington, Kentucky right now, and I'm poor because of Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is, has made me poor. Uh, we have a bunch of chats. Chris Rain says Dan Housen on the cover is all you need uh, to say to me to make this an automatic buy. So here's a funny story, Jimmy. I interview Dan Housen so much. Anytime I see him, I interview him. At Toy Vomit this year, I did two. I Because I was like, well, let's get two in the can. So I had a virtual one with him, and then I spread them out. Needless to say, these ain't time-sensitive interviews I'm doing with him here. So I filmed one with him in Chicago. I still had it in the can until last weekend because I knew I was going to see him at WrestleCade. So I interviewed him, and I released that last one. Now I'm sitting on another one from WrestleCade, and I realize he's coming to Lexington next weekend. So I'm going to be dropping another Dan Housen interview soon to promote the magazine, and then I'm going to interview him again. And then, then we're going to release a compilation on Fightful Scraps of all of them. In fact, I had to be like, Kyler, stop the presses. I got another one coming because he was producing the compilation already. Oh, really? Um, very excited about that. Josh says, uh, thoughts on NXT last night. Team Kalex were not happy about anything or about last night. Well, I, I got ahead of myself. They're not happy about anything. That's the rib. They're, they hate everything. Uh, Anthony Pry, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. You got to put over the the next. Who's next, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they have been. I mean, that that was the whole point exactly. of war games. They have been. So that's the direction they're going. Collins on the Rock says, in contrast, Renee on commentary made remarks about Mox, but her comments were never distracting, overwhelming, and off putting. I agree with that. Uh, and also Beth Phoenix, when she would make little comments like sexual references about Brizongo, but it was the way that it was pulled off was so, so funny. Different personality types too. Yeah. Eric Corey, says Corey's there, more like Jerry Lawler sort of. Yeah. Eric says, is there any talk about Dan Howes and AEW? Not yet. He's still under contract, so they can't really, really talk about that. I want to tell you yet. one funny Dan Housen thing. So when we had the idea to write the article about him in the magazine, uh, I think it was Lily that might've suggested this, or maybe it was me. I don't know. One of us suggested, how about Dan Housen write the article about That was himself? me. Was I it suggested it was my idea. Was it? Yes. Uh, whoever, whoever it was said, how about he writes the article <laughs> about himself? So I reached out to him and, uh, cause you know, I, you know, you know, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for him because he chose to move to this great country of mine. So yeah. I, uh, I reached out to him and said, Hey, so we're going to do this. And how about you write about who's Dan Housen? and why is he everywhere? Because that's the working title. He had just got injured. Yeah. And so he's been going through some pretty intense rehab. And, and so he was like, uh, to be honest with you, I'm pretty damn exhausted. Yeah. And so I said, that's cool. We'll just get, uh, we'll get somebody to write it. But that was the original idea. We should have got the rock to write it. Get the rock to ever, write it. Did you ever think about having the rock write it? Send him a tweet, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I maybe do. that can... maybe that'll get you there. That'll get yeah, you there. Yeah, it will. It will. Uh, Sharts Freely says, what are your thoughts? And if you hold the 24-7 title for 30 days, you get a mid-card title shot. Well, they can't call it a mid-card title shot. No, I think that it already is a mid-card title. It's a lower mid-card title. But I, I, I'm not big on that. I think it should be these people hold on to it because every day they get like a stip in. They get like a thousand Exactly. That's the only reason they want it. Yes, that would be beautiful. So, so it's like a, it's almost like a tiered system. You know what that is, Sean? It's almost yes. like a, it's almost like a tiered system where the longer you hold it, the more money you get. That's what they should have done. I agree, man. Yeah, man. Daniel R says, "Hi all. What's next uh, after the title? What's next for Champa? Is he still going? Or is he still no on going to the main roster? He's one of my favorite characters in media, let alone wrestling. To me, I think he should be the one consistent they keep there. It seems very clear." He wants to stay there. Yep. He likes the schedule. He told me straight up, he's like, if I would have signed on the dotted line and been told you're working 200 days a year, I would not have signed on the dotted line. Right. He's like, I signed the deal that I signed with the intent of being where I was going to be. And he's like, and occasionally if they need me for something, I'm open to that. 
He's like, but I've been very transparent about what I want, and they have been transparent about what they want. So I think that's a pretty good, pretty good agreement there. If they're good with it and he's good with it, let's keep him there. Kind of reminds me of their Randy Couture sort of. Yeah. Sort of. I, I just don't I don't want to keep shitting on Vincent Man. I don't think Vince would have a clue what to do with Tommaso Ciampa. Neither. And, and if if you ever want to see like a beautiful story, it is Tommaso Ciampa in ROH and the stuff with Nigel McGinnis where <clears throat> Ciampa was getting in trouble for attacking officials. And the story became, if you do this one more time, you're fired. You lose your livelihood. And that's the only thing that snapped him out of the bad behavior he had to the point to where it would cost him matches. Mm. He would almost run into the ref and he would stop. And he would be like, no, 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 no. I can't do this. I'm going to lose everything that I love. And then on his last night, he beat the absolute shit out of a referee, <laughs> like five knees of the head. It was like, that's Tommaso Ciampa. Like you play off of that look, that emotion, that, that feel, that history. And uh, I don't know that Vince is that interested in telling a long-term story there, but no, they're lucky um, to get two weeks out of anything. Yeah. Eric says, I'm going to AEW show tonight. Is there anything, is there anyone on anything special happening tonight? Well, I am fascinated with if MJF is going to get cheered in Long Island or not, his hometown that he's been he's putting over it. for a long time. Yeah, yes. yeah, I think he will. I think he will. I think he will too. Uh, yeah. Normhausen says, Danhausen's very famous. You must interview <laughs> him a million times or be cursed. What are you looking forward to on Dynamite? What I just mentioned. I hope somehow Long Island becomes their bizarro world. I hope that they bring out MJF first and he gets a cheer and that like does like the, the Canada-US reversal thing like that's what i want i want long island to be their bizarro world you think they're gonna boo punk i don't know because it, it took eddie kingston in the middle of a fight to do that mm -hmm. oh thunder rosa's in the chat and says she's looking forward to Riho and jamie hater uh we love thunder rosa here uh, a regular viewer of fightful what can we say waiting for the selfie with the magazine yeah you should you should uh you should uh be uh more rude about it jimmy please chris says <laughs> love to see a former roh wrestler do an invasion angle in AEW. well they there's no real point in doing that unless they own the ip of it and all that stuff but have you heard anything more about that sean about what about uh ring of honor ip tape library not yet not yet i'm, I'm trying to find some more out uh and justin lopez says would johnny gargano make the WWE hall of fame for his career in nxt yeah i think he would uh, he won like every title there, but Jimmy, we're we're still getting through chats, and uh, we got stuff on the list to talk about. By the way, where's the Humper Chats overlay? Uh, I don't know, somewhere. Why? You know, why my we... design team put so much. So let me tell you something. Sean's got a thing about camels, and yeah. I haven't quite figured out his thing. They with hump. camels. Is that they all hump, it is, Jimmy? Yeah, that's they all it hump. is. So Sean really, really likes camels. We had to put together so many overlays for this Humper Chat thing. Hey, Jimmy. You Shut the fuck up! There it is. That's one of several. We did like three or four different ones. I guess that's the one you like the best. Humper Chats by Fightful. Leave a Humper Chat at humperchats.com, <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, Camillo, no one talks to me like this, you know? It almost, it, 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 it almost, this is like so bizarro, I, I won't, bizarro listen, day. I won't say who it is, but someone close to you, the first time I came into Toronto, says, nobody talks to Jimmy like you do. Never stop. They looked me dead in my eye and said that. We're going to talk off the air, Sean Ross. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I'm, I will never reveal it. I will never reveal we'll it. Talk off the air, you and me. Eric says MJF is a Long Island wrestling god. And Normhausen says, hola, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, she probably hit the big red X and hit the bricks after Jimmy was like, still waiting on that, that selfie with the magazine. Okay, first off, I did not do a Braun Strowman impression when I asked her for the now, selfie Now, come with on, the that's magazine. not my Braun. My Braun is... I'm still waiting on you to take a selfie with that magazine. <laughs> they they sounded completely different. They weren't anywhere close to the same. They role. did sound different. Mr. CJ Lilly says, any thoughts on who's winning the Rumble this year? Uh, mine's on Alexa uh, to face Becky and Bobby to face Big E. I'm going with Braun Breaker Braun right Breaker, now. baby. Braun, Braun Breaker. Breaker and yes. one or two of the horsewomen. That's what I got going on right now. You got to go with the hot hand. 
Yep. Definitely. And if, if he doesn't win it, he's got to have a hell of a showing. So if he doesn't win it, he's got to do the cane and eliminate like 15 guys. Uh, Big J says, why do IWC care so much about wrestlers and their politics? Why should I care about Raquel liking certain tweets? Well, everybody's got the internet. Um, I don't give a damn about, I don't give a damn about uh, like any of that stuff. Like it, I can separate it. It doesn't, you know, but they feel like I can't adjust that. I can't change that. I can't affect that. Um, I can't, I don't have to agree with it. Uh, somebody also says, within- isn't Thunder Rosa verified on YouTube? No, she's not. Uh, that is her. I, I know her. I mean, she, she hired Denise off of one of our streams for the love of God. So, uh, and by the way, what they just asked about the IWC, this is not a wrestling centric thing. Like there, no. there's people that love Taylor Swift that are all crazy about Taylor Swift. There's people couldn't, that love, couldn't imagine that. Yeah. There's people that love, I don't know, the, the, the Yankees that are all into what the players have to say. This is not just a wrestling. I don't know why people always say IWC. It's like every Everybody's realm of sports and entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony Pride says, how many AEW talent will transition to other roles versus not having their contract renewed? Well, I think we've already seen some of it. Like, Leva Bates hasn't wrestled in, like, eight months but she or in AEW, but she is invaluable behind the scenes of AEW and does a lot of different stuff for them. Uh, we're just we're hitting that period where we're first starting to see wrestlers have their deals expired. Big Swole was one of them. Um, and that's, uh, to me... That's the way ideally you do it. If you're if you don't have plans for somebody, they have a they have a way and a time to to plan on that. I don't think we've ever cut somebody early from a deal. We actually let somebody out early from a deal because I I just think that's the right way to do, but the right way to do things. But yeah, it's also it's irresponsible to think that Tony Khan is going to retain the services of everybody. Meaning when their contract runs out, oh, you know, they don't want to wrestle anymore. So I'm going to find a job for them backstage. It's it's unrealistic to think that that's going to happen. I saw some people on social media that were critical of Big Swole leaving saying, oh, I thought that in AEW, you're there for life. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's just so unrealistic. It's so unrealistic. And that particular Twitter business. account is one of the dumbest in existence. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a business. They, they sign for three years, whatever it is. They stay for three years. It's a business. I do agree with you that, you know, it's nice that they honor the contracts. You know, the whole 90-day clause thing in WWE. I think Tony Khan said, you don't sign with WWE. You have a temporary agreement. They've kind of Air, proven that to be the case, you know. Air Paris told me that Jim Cornette told him the same thing. He's like, right. "You have a ninety-day contract with WWE, right?" right. Like, that's that's what you do. Chris Rain says he's looking forward to seeing Thunder Rosa Sunday at Warrior Wrestling. I got to see her at WrestleCade. I was going to do an interview with her. Her line was so goddamn long all day; it didn't stop, and it made me very happy. That Good was like her. one of those things. I was bummed I didn't get an interview. Got to say hi to her, but was making that money all day long. And she gets some of the best live reactions on the shows. Yeah, and, 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 you know, another thing about Thunder Rosa, WWE has always been so big into trying to tap more into that Hispanic market. Mm-hmm. They had, she was right there. I know they were going to give her a referee tryout. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the kind of stuff that's irritating to me. You know, Eric says Long Island is MJF country. I hope so. I want to hear that. Ted Gruber says prediction time 2022 biggest face turn and biggest heel turn. Same with WWE. Uh, I think Cody's going to turn heel. I think at some point, Britt Baker has a bit of a baby face-ish turn. Um, In WWE, I think Reigns might head back the other way at some point. Uh, I don't know if he will. If they're they're planning Rock in 23, then he's not going to do nothing in 22. I think Drew's turning heel. I think he'll turn heel. I don't think that's a big one. What else? What's bigger? Lashley is a baby face. Yeah, but it, he kind of, it's kind of like it floats around there. You know, um, you know what? We, we talked before about how, you know, I wish they would do more stuff true to life. Did you see Lashley and Austin's podcast? I don't, I don't know if I have yet. He's such a likable person. You yeah. know what I mean? Well-spoken guy, professional guy, true athlete. He was talking on Austin's podcast about how he's, you know, he's got business endeavors outside of WWE and stuff, and he's got children and everything. He's a very likable, professional guy. You could market him as a babyface easily, easily. 
And again, they, they don't like he, to me, he would be an easy one. You know, you just look at his professional background. He was in the military. Mm -hmm. Easy. They don't play. There's so many things they don't play off of that. I didn't even think of like, I never thought about him being in the military. Yeah, It almost writes itself. Yeah. Well, Cadillac Carson, Cadillac Carson says if, if Brock and Roman are wrestling at day one, will they do a rematch at WrestleMania or the main match be something different? Unless they get the rock. I think it'll be brock and roman and that's that's the issue like so many they the big first time ever at wrestlemania never happens anymore now granted you know what sean and brett wasn't their first time when they did it at wrestlemania and it was still humongous but oh, i just love a good first time ever jimmy the difference was sean and brett they hadn't really had a world title program really uh prior to mania 12 i mean sean was the ic champion i think they had one match brett as the world champion sean is the ic champion on television otherwise it was mostly mid-card stuff or tag team stuff so it was a little bit different when you've already had roman brock now you're going to do roman brock then you're going to do roman brock and they're all for the universal title how do you keep adding flavor to it unless you take the title off roman at some point which i don't think they want to do what else do you do do you do a career stipulation for brock Oh, like man. what what else do, what else do you do to hook people in at this point? There's not a lot. I mean, I, no. I think having babyface Brock heel reigns, which it should have been like that five years ago. Yeah. It should have been like that five years ago. Brock was already kind of stale as a as a heel at times, and Reigns had long been stale. Here's yeah. an interesting Humper chat from Humperchats.com, which I think you might actually be able to answer better, Jimmy. Sean, question about your contract, if I may. Why is your contract for a time frame? Is that a YouTube journalism thing rather than a normal job where you just sign up and work? Don't mean to pry, but interested. Um, so I was I, I was on a thirty day rolling deal for a while. Yeah, time. yeah, 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 yeah. I I tried to cut that cycle so many times. No, so basically, Sean is really big into the security. Uh, even though I told him when we first started this thing, I'm gonna back this thing for probably forever just because I like it. So, so I told him, like, you don't really have to worry, but he's really big into security. And so I remember when we did your last deal, uh, he wanted it for a certain period of time because he wants that security. And so when we were doing the new one, I, the reason I came up with eight years is because in, in the NHL, that's the max time deal for uh, a current player on a current team. Meaning if you re-sign with your current team, you can do eight deals, but if you sign somewhere else, it's seven. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I just took it from the NHL, and that's where the eight years came from. I was so. getting was getting some of those offers, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Got a got a nice five year offer somewhere else, and I said no. I looked at him and I said, "Fuck you." Yeah, that's what you did. That's what I, I, did. I I I I was all set when I talked to your wife. Well, there you go. Because your your wife and she she didn't mean to to you know kill your leverage. Yeah, but but she basically told me, Jimmy, he fucking loves Fightful and he loves working with you. And he doesn't want to do anything else. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna offer him less money. oh we've still got more chats dylan bishop said should we consider AEW a place that caters to a family man like ko more if he got a comparable contract their schedule gives him more time at home that it does but they're not gonna offer kevin owens nearly as much money as wwe can offer i agree i agree and also look at what kevin owens gets through on wwe tv the crazy shit he does physically now, okay, they're going to throw him off a building through a flaming pane of glass into thumbtacks <laughs> into the Mortal Kombat spike pit in in AEW. And Daniel Rothenberg says if you can bring one WWE wrestler in for a three-month month run in AEW and it can't be Roman, who are you bringing in? For me, it's Cesaro. Cesaro versus everybody. Um, Chad Gable. Okay, I'll, I'll go completely different. I'll give you a a, fa- a man and a, a female. Okay. And a manager. Bivens. I want Bivens to manage somebody that needs somebody to talk in AEW. Becky Lynch, because I want her and Britt Baker on the mic. That'd be that'd be fire. And legitimately, I want Braun Breaker because there's a lot of like smaller wrestlers in there. Braun Breaker and Darby Allen would oh my God. He'd like, shoot him into the fifth exactly. row, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like i would be so excited to watch that and watch darby allen hit him at like two hundred thousand miles an hour doing a suicide dive let me ask you this question what do you think of braun breaker and i fucking hate that name but what do you think of braun breaker brock lesnar 
Mania 2023. I love it. I love that idea. That I, match would be woof. I think that Braun Breaker shouldn't like should like never lose for the time being. He is the closest thing to Goldberg I've seen since maybe Lesnar. I like, agree. I agree. I, th- I love everything I think- about what they're doing with him. And I, I I know sometimes, you know, people don't like when they because he's, you know, the offspring of a star sure. and he's also the nephew of a star. And so sometimes people don't like when they kind of take elements from their their star family member. Mm-hmm. But he does it the way he does it. He's not out there barking. You know what I mean? <laughs> He just does like the suplexes and stuff. I, I would love I, it if he barked like it. before he did his finishing move. You know how like like you you'll have like people that will set up like Shawn Michaels would stomp. He starts yeah. to bark. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. What else you got on your list, Jimmy? I don't have enough people leaving thumbs up right now, and it's making me mad. Well, my uh, my preview has gone to shit because we haven't. <laughs> Even the thumbnail, I feel like we're gonna have to redo the thumbnail because we haven't got yeah, any of this. Let's talk stuff. about it. Let's talk about that right now. All right, yeah. Let's I want to talk about the current state of AEW and I want to get your opinion on the current state of AEW. Okay. So we've talked about Raw's declining numbers a lot, you know, going going back months and months and months. We've talked about Raw's declining numbers and and the state of creative and everything. I want to talk about AEW um, because they've had some big months. If you look at the last several months, so CM Punk's debut and Brian Danielson's debut and Full Gear was pretty well received. But at the same time, their television numbers have been on the decline. Yeah. Uh, I got this screenshot. This is from Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Put it media one, uh, Camilla. So this shows you total viewership. Uh, P2 means like all demos. And I don't know how hard this might be for people to see, but if you look at the gray line in the middle there. So if you start back in, say, April, and if you go to, say, September, see how it was kind of on an upward trajectory, a slow upward trend, slow upward trajectory. From September to current, it's been on a slow downward trajectory. And I saw that, and I thought that's kind of interesting. The gap at one point between uh, Raw's low and Dynamite's high, see how close that gap was? Now, when you look at the gap of the current weeks, it's really widened over the last few weeks. Uh, and I saw that and I thought, this is interesting. Now, there's a couple things that I want to note because I know how people, you know, sometimes people fill in the blanks with their own opinions. First and foremost, this does include the West Coast airing. Yes. Uh, because people might look at this and say, this is irrelevant. You're not including the West Coast airing. No, it does include the West Coast airing. However, it does not include the delayed DVR numbers. They call that ND7, which means uh, N, uh, next day plus seven days. Yes. This does not include the DVR number. And according to Brandon Thurston, over the month of November, they averaged about 167,000 viewers a week through DVR. So if you add 167,000 viewers to those numbers, they were hitting about a million viewers a week um, on Dynamite over the month of November. But there's been, as you can see, a downward trajectory since September. I'm curious what you think is the reason for that. Do you think it has anything to do with Hangman Page being champion? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. No, I don't think it has anything to do with that, Um, especially considering he's only been champion for like three or four weeks. But... um. They they did okay. So I know that people I talked to in AEW thought that the West Coast airing at l- the the live West Coast airing would help them. I think it's very clear it doesn't. Like nobody's home at five p.m. yet. Mm. Like it's it's airing so much earlier in the West Coast. People are driving home from work, and if you're in a major market, a major place like L.A., who the hell knows how long it's taking to get home if you are not working remotely. I think that's harmed them. I don't think it's harmed them as much as, like, enough for the discrepancy, though. So Do they not replay it, though, on the West Coast? I don't think so. Oh, I thought they I don't did. Think so. I thought it's they airing. Did. I think it airs live in the West it Coast. It does, but just I thought they time. replayed it later, I thought. I don't think so. I mean, that would be ideal. I mean, okay. if they, they could do that, they would have done that all along, I think. Right. Because, right. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, I think a lot of wrestling companies should try like, If I were WWE or I were AEW, I'd be asking whatever company that broadcast me, hey, do you just want to replay us at midnight? Like, why not? Right. Like, I, why wouldn't you want to? I used to catch like those late nitros when I couldn't sleep all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, they're, they're moving back to their normal time slot uh, when they go to TBS. Yeah. Well, Rampage is taking an even bigger hit. Uh, and I, I don't have a screenshot. Uh, Camilo could, if he wants, puts the other one back up. But they have seen consistent drops month over month since their debut. Which one is uh, Rampage? The yellow. Yeah, you can see there. They've seen consistent drops month over month since the, since their debut, both in live viewership and in DVR numbers. They've dropped both month over month since their debut. And, you know, when Rampage started, and we would talk on this podcast about why is Tony Khan giving away these major main event pay-per-view quality first time ever matches on rampage when the time slot was going to suck anyway, like 10 o'clock on a Friday night. I understand that he's probably thinking, okay, I want to establish the show. And he's probably thinking, I want to do this for my broadcast partner, but it never made sense to me. Why would you give away these major first time ever main event matches in a 10 o'clock time slot on Friday night? I'm thinking maybe he's starting to figure out maybe that's not the greatest idea. Because it's, it's, making, it's making the show missable, unfortunately. Without it, and yeah, and and one leads to another. You know what I mean? Like it's if you condition your audience to think that it's missable, they're gonna miss it. That's what happens. So how do you combat that? Because you're not going to get two million viewers. Not even with the greatest match, you're not going to get two million viewers at ten o'clock on a Friday night. It's it's really hard to parse. Like it's hard to say. My God, the, even if I put on an awesome show, yeah, they're not gonna tune in to the level in which I w- I would want. But meanwhile, Turner is like, well, they're doing a lot more than whatever the hell else we were gonna have right now, like right, right. than some Billy Bob Thornton movie at eleven p.m. at night or ten p.m. at night or something like that. So, uh, it, gosh, it's got to be a tough to parse, a thing to parse. And you had mentioned like these consistent viewership drops. If you're having consistent penile erection drops, check out our friends at bluechew.com and raise it up. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Whether it's a bad time slot or whether it's prime time, you're going to get that performance. And let me tell you, the ratings you receive will reflect that erect penis that Blue Chew gives you and that outstanding performance. And the best part, it's much more discreet than this ad read. 
That's right. No waiting in line at the doctor's office. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. You work with their online physicians. When you're approved, it ships straight to your door discreetly and quickly. Even if you're not in the mood, it gets you in the mood. You're going to be booked for that main event level hemping thanks to bluechew.com and the code Fightful. And right now you get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. Bluechew.com. That was one of my best right there. That was a good one. I did good. Humperchats.com. If you're still in the humping mood, why don't we have those camel shirts up yet, Jimmy? You're asking me. Yeah, I've been I've been like hot on like just throwing design ideas out to the team. Uh-huh. I've been doing good on that lately. We got yeah, some good stuff on shop.fightful.com. We got fanny packs. Have you seen those? Oh, I've seen them. They look great, don't they? Excellent. They look amazing, Jimmy. There you go. There Our you beanies go. look great. Like they're they're awesome. I think I told the girls they could both oh. order one on me, I think. We do have we do have one of the camel shirts up there. Do I we? didn't even realize. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you sh- maybe what do you always say to me if I miss an article? You're like, follow your product, Jimmy. Well, I didn't know that they put it up there. And I had said, Hey, let's let's add the cartoon up there as well. Like, let's add the cartoon camel, because I think it works really well with this design. But I tell me- you, Camilla, he's got a thing with camels. Well, because, Jimmy, we've got Humper Chats. And even though, have you ever heard of a double entendre, Jimmy? Have you ever heard of one? No, Sean, what is that? Well, it's the type of thing that gets you a shirt like this. <laughs> Look at that beauty. Look at that beauty. I love it. But I want the cartoon camel in there, too. Like, that's what I want. On the same shirt? No, 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 no. Oh, and we can oh. put the Fightful underneath, like. Yeah. Uh, Hannah says, I'd like credit for the beanie. She did bully me into doing beanies, and they're incredible. Like, those beanies are amazing. I really, really like That's them. good. I, th- I think we've mainly sold them to Sean, and then he made expense at all. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to get yeah. more, too, because I didn't get enough. John oh, Blaine says, have Rampage lead into Dynamite might help ratings. That's well, too much. Too much. Yeah. Television. A or TNT's got stuff they do want to air in prime time every night so but when he says lead in he means same night doesn't he like like well maybe maybe a replay and i mean i don't think that's the worst idea but yeah if i were if i were tnt or tbs i would replay some aew thing at 605 on saturday why not hadn't they hadn't that been teased at one point didn't uh, cody say that i thought i thought i I heard something about that uh (laughs) gary coxhead says Appreciate the answer on the contract thing. Really interested to hear about that side. I suppose I should ask a wrestling question. Would KO get to be top AEW champion if he went? I think eventually he would, yeah. I felt like the Owen Hart Cup was tailor-made for him. And yeah. and I, I think everybody thought of Kevin Owens when Tony Khan made that announcement. Yeah, I just think at this point, let me see how old he is. He's, he's 37. I think he's probably got a solid seven, eight years left in him. I think at some point he could be... Yeah, I think he could be a uh, top champion. I just don't think he'll go. Mm. Andrew says, what do you think the plan is with Roman? They haven't built anyone up to beat him, and those built up a little get beat by him. Are they going to have him beat everyone on the roster just to lose to a part-timer? I think he beats The Rock when he faces The Rock. Yeah, I think that um, there are a lot of things that they could do with him, but I think right now he's going to, well, I think he was probably going to face Jeff Hardy before this past weekend. Yeah. I think he was going to face Xavier and Kofi at some point. I think he was going to face people that everybody knew who wasn't, weren't going to beat him, but were too over to not get reactions. I agree. And and we, we this is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, about Roman is only as hot as the story and the opponent at this mm-hmm. point. It's tough. There, there, there's really, and this is all on WWE. This is not anyone's fault but Vince McMahon because they just haven't built up anybody. And yeah. and that's why that's why we're looking at Braun Breaker because who else is there? There is nobody else, you know. So. Sean Blanford says, "Give me AEW Saturday night, and every so often have them in mid match like an old WCW show would." I remember that Ric Flair and Sting, and then I'd have to watch the next week. But uh, they, they are doing Saturday night specials sometimes, completely separate of the preemptions. And John says, "Have Rampage be at seven eight on Wednesday nights." I think seven and eight on a Friday would be just fine. I think seven and eight, seven to eight on a Friday would add a couple hundred thousand people to it at the very least. Yeah, and I think that they were thinking ten o'clock to get the SmackDown spillover, yeah. right? That was probably the mentality at the time. And but I mean, then when you do move to seven eight on a Friday or something else, you do run into, okay, is it going to air live 
in the West Coast? Is it going to air at that time on the West Coast? There's just, man, there, there's an awful lot to consider there. I don't envy the position of all this and trying to, to find the right thing. Uh, we've got Brent Lockman saying, Afternoon, gentlemen. Hope your week was great. Fact that I have to nap before Rampage seems sad, but the time slot is ugh. Would moving to go against SmackDown be suicidal? Seems audience don't overlap that much. Uh, yeah, I think that going up against the most viewed wrestling show in the world would probably be a rough call. I don't think that'd be a good business call. It's not something, I don't think it's something Tony Cohen would want to do. Yeah. I don't think. And and yeah, you know, he he can hang his hat on the whole, well, we beat SmackDown on FS1. It wasn't apples to apples. And also, he he's not the one that usually makes these calls to go head to head. Like, there are some some rare instances like when they did a house show WrestleMania weekend, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was going to mention this at the top of the show. I want to give a shout out to Jim Duggan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. He just announced good news. He is once again, cancer free. He uh, beat prostate cancer, his, uh, his second uh, uh, infliction and uh, beat it again. So good for him. Uh, solid guy, Jim Duggan. I, I think the world of them, I used to work with him many, many years ago in the independence so good for him. And I was going to ask you, did you hear about Marco Stunt? Yeah, get, getting a call back on The Voice. Isn't that something? I'm not surprised. He is a very talented musician. Good very for talented. him. Good for him. I had seen like some of his stuff. Like I'd seen a clip on Jericho's Cruise, and I'd seen a couple things here and there, but I didn't know that he was quite that serious about it. Yeah. And uh, and I read that he did the audition, and he just got a call back. So good for, good, good for Marco good Stunt. For- Oh, I can't wait for them to sh- like. I will watch that episode because I can't wait for them to show like him going up there and then like clipping in the AEW stuff on 100%. top of it. They got to yep. do that because that is an easy story to tell. Yep, definitely because he doesn't look like a wrestler. Yeah, and so they're absolutely, and then they're going to show him this little this little guy going in there doing hurricane runners and stuff. They're definitely going to tell that story, and uh, yeah. and and so good for him. I mean, who knows how far, how far he'll go in the competition, but he's definitely going to get television time. For sure. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, so I wanted to mention this. So we're three weeks away from uh, from Christmas, like I said, at the start of the show. But wrestling, there's still a lot to talk about in terms of wrestling. Yeah. Like n- next week, we've got Winter is Coming, uh, December 15th from Garland, Texas. Brian Danielson's getting his shot at the AEW title. You think Hangman retains? I'm torn. I'm really, really torn, man. Brian Danielson is white hot right now. That is... I saw somebody say that like one of the worst things WWE did was make him an underdog. I don't know if it was one of the worst things, but I'm sure loving him is not an underdog right now. I'm loving yeah. him as a guy that beats the shit out of people. He's the bully right now. He wrestles 60 pounds heavier than what he is, and I love it. It's a it's good when you have a title match where you're not sure who's gonna win. That's how it should always be. And hangman, this will be his first defense. Yeah. So and- and I could see a situation where he does not retain the title his first time. First time out. That's interesting. And then you've got the day one pay-per-view, or as Miz called it, January 1, <laughs> on uh, on January 1st from Atlanta. I guess GA. he wasn't wrong, was he? Well, I guess not. No. <laughs> uh, January 1st from Atlanta, GA. There's nothing there that I look at that makes me think I definitely need to see that. You know, Roman and Brock, I'm sure it'll be a fun match. I think Roman's going to retain again. For Kevin Owens, the only thing that really interests me in the in the WWE title match is, is that his swan song because his contract's up next month, I believe, and that's, you know, the January it's event. End of the month, though. Okay, but is there any other pay-per-view that month? When's the Rumble? End of the month. Is He'll, it the he, end of the yeah, month? Yeah, he's able to do the Rumble, yeah. Okay, okay. I guess we'll see what happens. Now, um... Since we're almost at the end of the year, wrestlers of 2021, who would, who would you have on your list, wrestlers of 2021, just off the top of your head? Oh, man. Um, gosh, somebody will yell at me no matter what I say. <laughs> okay, I'll say a few. So you got to have Britt Baker in there. Yeah. Got to have Biggie. This has been the coming up party. Yeah, got to have Biggie. Got to have Kenny Omega. He opened the Forbidden Door this year. Got to have Kenny Omega. I would definitely put Matt Cardona in there. For, for what he's done on the independence this year. I would put I would put Dan Housen in there. I would put Minoru Suzuki in there. Uh those are probably the main guys. You can say Roman, but Roman was hot, I think, coming into the year. But you could say Roman. He had a you know hell hell of a year again. Lashley had a really good year. Yeah. I think that that he's he's a good one. He helped he helped uh hold that that thing together. Uh Shingo Takagi, as somebody points out, I think he had a really great year. Maybe um, Matt Riddle? He was up there. Riddle Riddle uh, had a very strong year as well, yeah. especially in the ring. Yeah. Um, you could put Hugh Janus in there. 
says, AEW are coming off one of the biggest moments in modern history in the Punk debut and two epic pay-per-views and uh, a, that ended the biggest story since they started. Feels like they're in a now what phase. And I got to say, when Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page is your now what phase, that's a pretty good now what phase to have, all things considered. Sure. I mean, it is interesting because you don't know who's going to win. Okay, here's another story for you off the top, or another question off the top of your head. Top stories in pro wrestling in 2021. Real life stories. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but CM Punk returning seems like a pretty big one. That was a big one. Brian Danielson um, leaving WWE, joining AEW. Adam Cole leaving WWE, joining AEW. Paul White. Um, what is it? Paul White. Ah, well, but comparatively but this, speaking, no. But I'm just saying these were mainstays. Paul White, Mark Henry, sure, Christian. But, these were mainstays. But relatively speaking, nah, Punk was definitely the biggest. No question. Um, no question. I. You know, I don't think it got the traction, but AJ Lee being back in wrestling in any capacity, I think, is a very interesting story. I think um, for sure you got to talk about the closure of Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor. That's, that's massive. Got to be WWE um, releases. Matt that Cardona doing what? Year. Matt Cardona reinventing himself. Yes. Yeah, and of course WWE releases, unfortunately, is a big one. And the Forbidden um, Door. The I was about to say that. Yeah, Forbidden Door. Yep. Bray okay, Wyatt yes. being released. Uh, Daphne's passing. Like there were some, there were some pretty wild ones. Um, Ron Strowman too was a I big think, one. I think Daphne's passing, at least in, in in the short term, put a lot of perspective on a lot of things. And yeah, yeah. Um, okay, before we wrap up, there's one more thing I want to talk about on this podcast. But before we wrap out, wrap up, go to FightfulSelect.com. We're going to do the list goes on. We're going to talk about Cody Rhodes. We're going to talk about Jeff Hardy, Austin Theory, White Castle, uh, maybe Xavier Woods. So we're going to talk about that on the list goes on. One more thing I want to talk about, and that's WWE's NIL program. Yeah. Uh, they call it uh, the next in line program. They played off the letters NIL because the NCAA passed the ruling uh, that was came into effect July 1st, where college athletes could monetize their name, image, and likeness. That's where NIL came from. Uh, so WWE Gable Stevenson was the first one that they signed to the NIL program. They just announced today that they have signed 15 more, uh, college students and one, two, two of the people that they sign, look out for these two because they're going to get fast tracked. They are a pair of twins. They're 20 years old. Their names are Haley and Hannah Cavender. They play basketball at Fresno state. They have almost 4 million TikTok followers. And I guarantee you. They are going to get fast tracked to the main roster because WWE is going to look at those two and say, not only can we tap into the young demo, we can recreate the Bellas. So, so they the, are going to get fast tracked. There's no guarantee that any of these people will wrestle, but I'm so happy for the NIL program, quite frankly. Yes. For the last couple of years, I stopped watching college sports. I felt really gross and dirty knowing that these people couldn't make money. Yes. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit what you think about scholarships, people or anything like that. I watched an eventual NBA player that I was talking to for a story at my college sign curly fry holders for like 30 minutes in this wing place. And then he went to go buy his own and his card got declined and he didn't yes. have enough money to afford it. This is before the, the unlimited snacks and meals deal was passed. And when I was like, Hey, I'll get that for you. He said, I don't know if that's an impermissible benefit or not. Right. He's like, I don't know if you're allowed to. There was a girl I knew that competed in NCAA soccer, went through three torn ACLs. And then when she came back, a torn meniscus for that school. And when she came back after all that, she was on a frozen yogurt store poster and she got in trouble with her school. Because they said, you should have known better. You're not allowed to be on that, even if your name's not on it. I'm so glad the NIL program exists. I'm so glad these kids are getting paid. They Great. deserve it. They, if, if, they are, if they can make money, if anybody can make money off their own likeness for a talent they have, they should be able to do that. So I'm very excited about that. I couldn't agree with you more. The, these colleges, especially basketball, football programs, these colleges have made hundreds of millions of dollars. Billions. Billions. Yes. yes off these athletes. Not to mention the coaches make millions a year to coach, yeah. to coach these athletes. And like Sean just said, I don't know the rules now, essentially, or at least before this July 1 rule came into effect, but it used to be they couldn't get jobs. They yeah. weren't allowed to get jobs. Like you said, they, they, you know, they, they, 
they didn't have any any uh, funding at all, and that's why you would hear about these under the table stories that would come to life from oh, time to time. I've heard I've heard a few of them, like they, <laughs> like a kid would get a job valeting cars. Well, then a booster would come by, and they would get a giant tip right as a result of that because right. that's their job. And yep. you know, it. I get it. We we've got a couple of uh, more humper chats. Before we wrap up, Miguel Ortiz says just don't or just tuned in, and I don't know if you guys uh, thought of this idea for Gargano. What do you think of him uh, surprising everyone becomes the Joker at Double or Nothing uh, after his daddy duties? That could happen. I, I think he might take time off. Uh, you know what? Maybe he pops up as a surprise in the Royal Rumble. There's a lot of opportunities there. I think that that's uh, possible though. But I six six and a half months away. I don't know if he'd do that. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know, but it, it sure as hell did look like a swan song to me. I mean, me not too. not not just what happened on NXT television this week, even little things. So at War Games, the gear that he wore had these Easter eggs all over it, and yeah. and and each one signified or, or represented something that he did in his career. Plus, prior to War Games, he and uh, Champa did that glorious video. Yes, you know what I mean. And they then they posted on social media like uh, for old time's sake or something. There were so many subtleties that told me that he was probably done. Uh, and then yeah. O'Reilly was putting up the Undisputed Era hand sign. So I, I feel like they're both done. Pirate Radio says AWS Cleveland book for the end of January. Uh, Hugh Janus. Uh, actually, that I already read that one. I just wanted to say his name again, I think. <laughs> Brent Lockman wraps us up and says, uh, the fact that Cardona is even in that conversation shows the kind of year he's had. Such fantastic work in 2021. There you go. And I've got an interview coming up with him soon in person. Uh, literally no news came out of it because he was healing me the whole time. But uh, there you go, guys. We are headed over to Fightful Select. Actually, we got one more super chat. We got two more that came in, I think. No, never mind. That was from another time. I got so excited. I saw a big super chat. You did get really I excited. Like, I was like, yeah, 25 bucks super chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was from last month. Uh, we're out, guys. Check out all of our interviews. Uh, we got a bunch of them. Deanna Perrazzo this week. I got an exclusive uh, Bobby Cruz interview going up on Fightful Select this week. It won't be on uh, out anywhere publicly, uh, so it'll be there. If you like women's wrestling, you want to read and watch this interview because it takes you inside the development of the AD or the ROH women division over the past year. Check it out. Had Jonah, the former Bronson Reed, yesterday. Interviews aplenty. We're out.